This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com technews. That's ShipStation.com technews. Today, we're talking about space and why there's no easy answer to being a space janitor. But before we get into that, NASA's OSIRIS-REx spacecraft brought back samples from the asteroid Bennu and, in a live stream earlier today, NASA scientists showed us what it found hanging out in the great vastness of the cosmos. Simply put, the agency brought back a fairly large sample collection of various sized rocks, dust particles, and intermediate sized particles. The big news here is that samples from the 4.5 billion year old asteroid contain not only carbon, which is to be expected, but also water. These are the building blocks of life on Earth and likely everywhere else. So this is a big deal. The OSIRIS-REx sample is the biggest carbon-rich asteroid sample ever delivered to Earth and will help scientists investigate the origins of life on our own planet for generations to come, said NASA Administrator Bill Nelson. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Earth's orbit is getting crowded. Last year, a record 2,409 objects were sent to orbit, the bulk of which were satellites settling into the increasingly cluttered region up to 1,200 miles above our planet's surface known as low-Earth orbit. Another 2,000-plus satellites have joined them so far this year, according to the UN's online index of objects launched into outer space. As the presence of artificial objects in orbit grows, so too does the accumulation of debris or space chunk, and the risk of collisions. Dealing with existing waste and preventing its unchecked growth has become imperative, but it's a problem that doesn't have one simple solution. Currently, the U.S. Department of Defense's Space Surveillance Network tracks more than 25,000 objects larger than 4 inches wide, most of which are concentrated in low Earth orbit, and there are an estimated millions of smaller objects still that are trickier to pinpoint. This includes everything from defunct satellites and spacecraft fragments to things as small as a paint chip, all of which can cause damage to other equipment due to the extreme speeds orbiting objects travel at. As yet, there have been no successful missions to remove extant debris from orbit. Proposals for removing this debris fall into two broad and imperfect categories, pushing them further from Earth into graveyard orbits where they pose less risk, or pulling them towards Earth where they'll deorbit and burn up in the atmosphere. 
One such system is being developed and tested by Astroscale. The company, headquartered in Japan, demonstrated a magnetic capture and release tactic in 2021 with its ELSA-D mission, which simulated the strategy using an extra satellite it brought with it as mock debris. In a real-world scenario, its magnet will lock onto debris floating through space and drag it down to deorbit. Astroscale is selling its own docking plates that satellite operators can affix to their equipment ahead of launches so it can easily be removed after a mission's end. It's partnered with UK-based OneWeb to test how this will work and plans to execute a full removal demonstration using one of the company's internet satellites in 2005 under the ELSA-M mission. Researchers have also experimented with the use of harpoons and nets to catch objects floating through space. The first mission to demonstrate these active debris removal techniques was one called Remove Debris, which launched in 2018. In 2018 and 2019, the craft successfully performed simulated debris capture by firing out a net and ensnaring a mock target, and by shooting a harpoon at a target to pierce and hook into it. The company behind the project, Surrey Satellite Technology, does not appear to have any follow-up missions planned. A cost-benefit analysis released last year by NASA noted that the benefit of space tugs like these could surpass their upfront costs in a matter of decades, but using space or ground-based lasers to nudge debris out of orbit could break even much sooner. Lasers can move objects either through the momentum of their photons or through a process called ablation, in which thrust is generated when the laser vaporizes bits of debris. The latter especially could be used for both large and small objects, either to deorbit debris or move trackable pieces out of another satellite's way to avoid a collision. The process of laser ablation and Photon pressure induces a change in velocity in the target debris, which ultimately alters the size and shape of its orbit, said West Virginia University engineer Hang Woon Lee, who NASA recently granted up to three years of funding for research into this tactic. Doing so could mean avoiding potentially catastrophic events, he said. Using multiple lasers at once, instead of a single beam, could produce even greater effects. Others yet are looking into means of recycling space debris, both to cut down on junk and to limit the reliance on reentries for its removal. While reentry is among the preferred disposal methods, it doesn't come entirely without side effects of its own, which haven't yet been well studied. Scientists have begun to speak up about the potential ozone-depleting effects of having large numbers of satellites disintegrate in Earth's atmosphere, which releases pollutants like aluminum and nitrogen oxides. There are concerns about harmful pollution in the ocean, too, where spacecraft parts that don't fully break apart end up. There's a lot more to this story, but we're going to pause it right here. Read the rest at Engadget.com. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Today's show featured journalism by Engadget contributors Lawrence Bach and Cheyenne McDonald and was produced by Spoken Layer. I'm Imran Sheikh, and we'll talk more on Monday. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.